Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, welcome to our podcast, Flip It and Reverse It. My name is Jasmine and I am joined here today with... Barnaby Jones. And this is a show where we force our interests upon one another. We are joined yet again with a special guest, Maisie, and we are going to be doing part two of our Rodgers and Hammerstein review and relish episodes. Mm, yes. What was, what was that last name of hers again? Gosperek. I don't know why. It just sounds so fancy. Well, she's fancy. Fancy. Girl, you ever heard that song Fancy by the person that sang it? Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Yeah. She's that. Exactly. So when we have enough of talking of us, and we will be back in just a second here with Miss Fancy. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for, you know, hanging out with us, staying with us, hammering out with us. Uh, someone even say rogering it out with us <laughs> and steining. Um, not bad, right? Off the cuff. I didn't think about that the entire break. Um, <laughs> so we are still joined here by the incomparable Barnaby Jones. Mm, I am here. <laughs> yep. Incomparable. Every time. <laughs> Love it. Um, and of course, the stunning blonde-haired bombshell of a babe. Uh, if you didn't know she's a babe, go find her online. Or Ooh. don't. I don't know if you want that. Um, probably don't. Maybe not. <laughs> if you can spell Maybe my last not. name, I guess kudos to finding me, because it's not an easy one. Fair enough. We have the marvelous Miss Maisie here. Not copywritten. Um, Alliteration. Yeah, I'm getting topical up in this bitch. I'm getting topical like an ointment on a wart. Mm. Um, Gross. I agree. So uh, if you are tuning back in, you'll know that we are talking about Rogers and Hammerstein. And we just uh, are officially now on to actual Rogers and Hammerstein. Now that they have partnered up, they put out so many freaking musicals. It was so hard for me to pick six songs because not only do they have so many iconic musicals that everyone knows and loves, on top of that, you've got like three or four songs from every musical that are great. So just picking six, I was like, what have I done to myself? <laughs> I, I feel a sequel coming on. That's all I can say. Um, <laughs> but uh, for this, these two songs, we decided to pick uh, one upbeat and one more slow tempo. Uh, so we picked, I guess they're both kind of slow tempo. Whatever. <laughs> Get over it. Deal with me. Um <laughs> We picked, the first one we're going to talk about is A Lonely Room from Oklahoma. Oh my gosh, I left my notepad out there. Oklahoma uh, came out in a date. Um, oh, I think it is sometime. Um, it is not that It came out in 1943. Right? Thank God Maisie is an actual host. Um, <laughs> Which, yeah, it was right after so Hart had died. Oklahoma came out the same year, yeah. so right after he died and that was their first kind of big hit together um and it was a big hit right off the bat right out the gate man. yeah it won a pulitzer uh, prize two years later so it did yeah. it did indeed gosh you're so good <laughs> i should have you on all the time um just to keep my mind in check <laughs> but uh yeah so this song is kind of uh 
different take on humanizing the villain, uh, which is something that wasn't done often. And this song in particular is almost groundbreaking in the fact that it's a musical number that is not only humanizing the villain, but also dealing with, you know, depression and the feeling of rejection and how, like, it really justifies his actions. Um, so how, and it's a good song as well. So Barnaby, what did you think of this song? Do you like Judd? What do you think? Is he a nice guy? Is he a creep? I'm going first again. This is a, this is a reoccurring theme here. Okay, Okay. fine. Fine, (laughs) whiny pants. Maisie, why don't you talk to this first? I mean, she's the most qualified. Let's hear what she has to say. (laughs) You're just trying to get some some cheater answers. I hear it's you. It's true. I, I, I feel like I'm feeding you lines, Barnaby. But yeah, okay, I'll start. Um, <laughs> this is not team up on Barnaby Day. So, um, it's interesting because in Oklahoma, there's a ton of really well known songs. Like, uh, for example, Oklahoma. Like, there's a million songs that people could probably just say off the top of their head that is from this musical, and this isn't one of them. But like you were saying, Jasmine, it is kind of groundbreaking and um it's weird because judd is he is kind of a creepy character he's honing in on our main character Lori, who she likes a ranch hand named curly but she kind of wants to make him jealous so she agrees to dance with judd at a dance and then she admits to him that she doesn't really like him and that sets him off but then there's like this archaic ritual where you can uh, bid on the picnic baskets of different women who you know prepared them in town and if you win their picnic basket you win an opportunity to go on a date with them essentially which is as good as marrying them if it's you know Oklahoma in the 1800s <laughs> so then Judd and Curly get in a bidding war and Curly manages to outbid him and then um, Judd shows up at their wedding and he attacks Curly with a knife and in the scuffle, he actually falls on his own knife and kills himself. So, not a great way to kill yourself. Yeah, honestly. So it's interesting because, yeah, in the original, original Judd is really a creeper for sure. But actually, um, they just had a revival of Oklahoma this last year. I guess 2019. Um, Daniel Fish was the director, and it, it struck up a lot of controversy because it was really kind of the anti Rogers and Hammerstein musical in a lot of ways, they had to use like all the music, all the chords, keys, everything lines, lyrics are exactly the same as the original because Rogers and Hammerstein made sure that it had to be that way. If you perform a Rogers and Hammerstein musical now, you can't change any of those elements. So it was all stylistic changes, but they switch it so that, Judd is even more sympathetic than you get from just this song. You kind of feel that way the whole musical. And so then this song is even more instrumental in making you kind of like him. And then he shows up Mm -hmm. at the wedding with a gun instead of a knife and essentially hands it to Curly and begs him to kill him. And he does. And that's the end of the musical. They're like blood soaked and singing, oh, what a beautiful morning, the reprise. So... Jesus. Yeah, so there's a really Judd is an interesting character and it kind of shows you that this song um, if pushed the right direction can really make you feel differently about him but um, yeah I, That did win, I think that won Best Revival of Musical. It did, it got a Tony a few Tonys actually, so I I really appreciate this song but I don't know that 
it warms my heart or makes me excited like <laughs> other musical numbers in this musical do you know what I mean yeah it's it's way out of place with the rest of the stuff yeah absolutely so I guess that was actually good having you go first because now uh Barnaby here has the backstory that not only is this guy, you know, singing this song about this woman and how he wishes he could have her, but he's also kills himself at the end. And uh, that's probably good context, right? Yeah, um, probably. So what? after hearing that, Barnaby, how, you, how do you feel about this song? Does that make you like it more or less? Makes me feel like I should have went first. So, lesson learned. <laughs> lesson learned. <laughs> Always something to whine about, Barnaby. Yes. <laughs> that is that is my role. You know, I have a very distinct role. Are you role. A Barnaby or a cabaret, Cabernet Sauvignon? Because you whiny. No. That that okay. one did not land. I am sorry. No, is that one the joke in the pile of dead jokes um, in the yeah. joke graveyard? Here, let's put that okay. in the dead pile. Okay, fine. Uh, um, so I was, you know, trying to get some context of the song while I was listening to it, and you know, once again, I was trying my best to try to put this into the Chris Rock lens. I was like, "What is happening in this song right now?" And this, this man, is just going to be. Uh, musicals as brought to you by Chris Rock <laughs> by Barnaby Jones. Yes. Yes. Um, so basically what was happening here was this guy was having a real petty moment. He was sitting there complaining <laughs> about how he thought that he was better than the other person that you know was competing with him for this girl's affection. And he was just having one of those jealous moments where he was just like, oh, I'm so much better than that guy. Why can't it be me? And I wanted to feel for this guy, but I really couldn't because, you know, I just can't embrace the pettiness. You know, sometimes you just got to move on, bro. Just got to move on. You know, if it's not you, then, you know, I just got to just move on. Life's, you know, life will go on, man. That's what I thought for him. So, but the music itself was very good. I liked this song a lot better than I liked our next choice, but I will, I'll save that for here a second. All right, talk about being petty, throwing shade. It's <laughs> a little um, bit. It's a little bit. A little bit. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I guess that, that's I like that. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Um, when I re- was re-listening to this, I think the thing about this song is it really, it, like Maisie was saying, it can change so much with how you depict it. Like in the version that we watched, which is from. Uh, trying to remember, I think it's from the movie version, the old movie version. I, I'm not sure who the actor is, but it's just, like, the way it's acted, like, you just see, like, such an angry man, and, like, you know, none of his actions are justified, but you just, like, you really get, like, a glimpse into the psyche of, like, someone who has been picked on and bullied and just pushed down and down and down until he has all this anger built up inside of him, and, you know, someone who's just so lonely and so rejected, and you, you kind of feel for him, and you know, maybe he's not so bright either. He did fall on a freaking knife. Um, so, you know, there's, a, there's another element of that, of, you know, maybe this is also somebody who is a, a little less educated, who's, you know, unlike his uh, co uh, other half, uh, uh, Curly. Curly, but you could, you could, it, that's, that's the way this guy, guy was playing. And that song certainly doesn't have to be played in a way that, 
it makes him seem like he is a little less educated. But the way I was watching it, I was like, huh, that's interesting. I never really picked up on that before, which they are just ranch hands. So there's no real, you know, evidence there that they're not doctors. He yeah. killed himself with a knife. Okay. That's my justification for saying that he's not well educated. He fell on a knife. Um, well, I think I'm a- okay in this. Um, I mean, it was a choreographed struggle, so it maybe looked yeah, authentic yeah, yeah. at the time. But yeah, yeah, totally. I th- but no, it's just like okay. that deep-seated rage, you know, that uh, probably a lot of people could connect to and relate to on a level that's not just that's a it's a little more relatable to the everyday person than you know a song like our next song that Barnaby hates. <laughs> yeah. I'd say I hated it. Okay, I guess I'm putting words in your mouth. I'm so sorry. And I'm sorry. I, I just want to add one more thing before we move to the next song. Yes, sorry final thoughts. Drag us back. Um, but as I kind of agree with Barnaby that there is a little bit of pettiness here, maybe a little bitterness. It's kind of a like a white male complex, maybe. You know what I mean? A white straight male. Yeah. I, I want what I can't have, and, you know, I'm mad about I'm gonna it. I'm going to go get my wife. But um, Hammerstein himself, he was really kind of a progressive person. I mean, he loved theater. And I think if you truly love theater, you have to be sort of progressive. And he, there's like a quote of him saying that like, if sex isn't the, you know, core of the plot, then it's probably not worth seeing. And so, damn. so I think that like Oklahoma really does like, there's this bright, cheery exterior in a lot of the other songs. And this kind of gets to the root of the lust that is there. And that's particularly apparent in the revival. But also Agnes DeMille choreographed the famous Dream Ballet in this musical, the movie. And it's like a... Oh, I'm so glad Dream Ballets are done. <laughs> and it was actually on the stage Sorry. too. But it, it's a long ass dance that ends the first act. And the whole... Her whole premise was a sexual awakening for the character of Lori. She's basically just struggling to figure out who she wants to bone more. Does she like Judd or does she like Curly? And when it was this period of time, you really only had one shot. You had to plan ahead who you thought you wanted to bone and then marry them because that's it. So I, I, yeah, I think that that sort of, sort of like sexual tension is really brought out in this song in the old version in particular. And so that's kind of why we benefit from it as viewers, you know? Oh, look at you. You should teach musical theater history. Oh, oh gosh. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Um, But we won't we won't stall too long on that because we have to get to, of course, uh, one of one of my favorite songs. Maybe I don't know if it's a great song uh, lyrically or textually in this, but it's beautiful. And man, we love to sing it because we're singers. And it's just it just sounds like butter to your ears. And that is the song If I Loved You from the hit musical Carousel. Um, <laughs> no, sorry. Now, Barnaby, it seems like you have some feelings about this. So do you want to just jump right in and let us know how you felt about If I Loved You? Well, you know, my feelings aren't that, you know, solidified. Because once again, like I was saying in our previous segment, I haven't seen these musicals. So I'm like trying to develop a an understanding just given like a really quick snapshot of what i'm listening to so you know it's not entirely fair because i mean like for all i know that could be a really important piece to a larger story but in this moment 
it sounded like two people who just like couldn't figure out whether or not they loved each other. And that sounds pretty lame. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, if you can't figure it out, you're probably not in love. You know, that's probably the real solution here. Yeah. The, re- the solution is if you don't know, then the answer is no. Okay. Is that the official Chris Rock response? <laughs> that is the official Chris Rock response. If you don't know if you're in love, then the answer is you're not in love. Barnaby, if you're going to keep speaking through the Chris Rock's lens, I think you need to master um, an impression. His voice? Chris Rock impersonation. So I really, I just want you to work on that for the next segment. About this moment and this moment. If you don't know, then the answer is no. You see, (laughs) sometimes. That was horrible. I'm embarrassed. Can we edit that out? No, we cannot. You see, sometimes as a host, you know, you have to understand what your strengths and weaknesses are. So I save the impersonations to the actresses and I just do what I do, which is not much, but it's something, you know, it's something. So I'll leave the impressions to you. Some, (laughs) somewhat. However, however, they, uh, that is my impression of this tussle that these two are in the middle of the song was pretty beautiful though i did uh, appreciate the singing i um i felt like it was a little long but it definitely um it definitely was pretty good i liked it nice but i am interested in hearing more about the story surrounding why they were in this situation where they couldn't figure out whether or not they couldn't love well they didn't know if they loved each other or not so what is the backstory and for our backstory we turn to our resident expert here uh Maisie you are a plethora of knowledge tell us (laughs) okay look at you going passing it off passing the torch off (laughs) (laughs) all right well so carousel is really super weird um it was such a weird show um, a great hit like Oklahoma. It, it came after Oklahoma and people loved it just as much. But um, so this is the plot. Ready to have your mind blown. Um, <laughs> the main two characters, um, Billy is our, our lead dude and his um, female counterpart. Uh, I can't remember her name. She's got a name. It is. It's like Jill or something. I'll look it up. But um, anyway, they... They are in Maine. It's like Julie. the early 1800s. Dooley? Dooley. Dooley. Okay. So, Dooley yep. and Billy. And um, she and her friend go to the carousel. Like, it's literally a carousel with horses and everything. And she sees Billy there, and she thinks she kind of likes him. And the woman who owns the carousel has the hots for Billy. She sees that there's, like, a sparking going on, and so she kind of gets mad at Billy and she's like either you quit or or I'm gonna fire you or you stop looking at her and he's like I don't care old lady I like this Thule girl and so he gets fired and then she's out hanging with him at night and um, Thule's friend is like you shouldn't hang out with him after dark you could lose your job because Thule's boss likes her too there's like a lot of weird emotion Julie like she literally she needs to just put her tits away because everybody wants to bang Julie it's it's, uh, it's rough. Exactly. So then um, Julie gets caught out with Billy and she gets fired too. And that's when they sing If I Love You. So it's kind of right off the bat. Um, and the reason, so 
I do like the song. Um, I think it is beautiful. I think that um, just in a solo version too, it's really lovely. But it's not really a question of they're not they're not trying to discover whether they feel they like the other person. They're trying to suss out if the other person likes them. So it's mm-hmm. like saying like like if I loved you, I'm not saying I do, but if I did. I would have a hard time expressing it. And so right. the other person can be let in on the notion that they do like them, but not feel rejected. It's sort of just a sneaky yeah. way of trying to get your emotions out there. So yeah. I think if we something... were to get married, I'm not saying we should get married, but if we were to get married, here's my ring says. Exactly. It. Yeah. It's like some sneaky not, little snooky story. Snook and talk. So, um, I think it's sweet for that reason. But let's continue with the plot because it's kind of nutso. So then anyway. It gets um, crazy. It does get crazy. We jump to a month later. Julie and Billy are married. She has been beaten by Billy, who's not a great guy. She confides, yeah, she confides this to her best friend. And then um, Billy is thinking about leaving her for the carousel lady. Like, because that's seductive apparently and then (laughs) julie comes out and is like uh i'm pregnant and suddenly he's super happy he's like oh my gosh if i have a son i'll call him bill jr everything will be great and then he's like oh wait what if it's a girl and then he's really concerned about having a daughter which is a horrible um, song it is it's called soliloquy (laughs) and it's very long um but then he decides he's gonna do whatever it takes to be a good dad and so he decides to join up with this like rapscallion fisherman to try and (laughs) rob this other guy so they can get some money so that he can be a good dad because a life of crime is definitely way to go trying to be a good parent i gotta go sell some drugs for my kid you know that kind of a thing so then while everybody else is at the clam bake and there is a song about the clam bake he and this other guy the clam bake song (laughs) they go to rob whoever and it doesn't work out because the money's already been moved and so then billy kills himself on purpose because he doesn't want to get caught and put in jail yada yada okay so that's the i guess screw the kid right so that's the first act barnaby because then billy goes to heaven and there's an (laughs) angel up there (laughs) yeah and the angel's like, well, you weren't good enough on earth to get into heaven. But if you're remembered on earth, you have one day, one chance to go down there and make a difference so that you do get to go to heaven. And so he's like stuck in limbo for 15 years, we're told. And his daughter is born and grown and she's a weird social outcast. And so the angel's like, well, if you can go down to earth and like make her life better, we'll, we'll put you up in heaven. So he goes down. His daughter is, like, angry. It's a real Scarlet Letter situation where other kids are mean to her because they're like, your dad was a woman beater and a thief. Which, true. Which is fair. And but not, not fair, to, fair her. to her. Exactly. She didn't do that. So um, then he, like, be- he's, like, hiding invisibly because he's an angel or whatever. And then he becomes visible. He tries to give her a star as a gift because I guess when you're up in heaven, you can just, like, pocket stars like they're change or something the second half gets a little weird (laughs) i told you and so then he tries to give her this star and she's like i don't want it and so then he slaps her and then he becomes uninvisible and then his daughter is talking to her mom and she's like you know when he slapped me it actually didn't feel like a slap it felt like he cared about me of course 
so then she goes to her graduation and she realizes she doesn't have to be a weird loner outcast and she decides to make friends and he gets to go to heaven that's like for slapping his yeah, kid so that's a really crude synopsis and again if you watch the musical it probably makes a little more sense but as a whole i don't really like carousel i think it's oh it's by and large, just a musical that celebrates a selfish, white, straight man who doesn't get what he wants, so he pouts about it, and he's rewarded for being an a-hole. So, um, I don't have a lot of great things to say about this musical, personally, even though it was super well-received, but I do like If I Loved You. That's, like, the one exception. So, yeah. Hate this musical. It's got a couple good songs. That song's good. What's the use of wondering is a good song yeah. because it kind of like it's just it's a song from a perspective of an abused woman. It's relatable. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's it's relatable. Um, and then also I really like uh, I really like the her friend, her buddy, yeah. her girlfriend. She has a song about her boyfriend and they seem to have a happy loving relationship. And that's a fun. Song. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's kind of an awful, terrible musical overall. Horrible plot. Confusing why people were so into it. Just, I think, because it has great music. And like Barnaby was saying earlier, you can't understand everything <laughs> all the time. So maybe they just weren't sure what's going on. Yeah, well, and or... I think that... Oh, go ahead, Barnaby. Sorry. Oh, yes. I was going to say, or maybe that was just societally acceptable at that time. You know, to they're just like, yeah, slap your daughter. She deserves it. Yeah, you know, be your wife. You still go to heaven if you <laughs> do. If you're a thief and beat your wife, because that's okay. Yeah. Well, and Billy came off as pretty sexy. Like they really paint him as kind of a rogue, not like yeah. Like if the character of Judd had been this wife-beating guy, we would have hated him. But Billy is kind of like, he again, he's an anti-hero, like pal Joey, where we're like, ooh, you're kind of hot. Maybe I'm into that. And so it's confusing as an audience member because he's presented as a hero, even though he's doing not very heroic things. So are you saying that you found him sexy? I'm. Do you want to make <laughs> Be honest. I'm saying they really paint an interesting picture there. And I... Well, maybe, maybe I was feeling Uh-oh. confusion. So <laughs> once he was beating his wife, I was not on board. But at the beginning, I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, Carnival Rogue. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Carnival Rogue is right. And I was like, a, a rambling carny. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So a lot oh, of mixed goodness. emotions. Weird, weird play. But I mean, at least, you know, they were being. No, I'm not even going to say. I was like, at least they're being. Uh, gl- not globe charts. What's the word? Uh, setting new standards with having a horrible, horrible <laughs> person uh, painted as a hero? Trendsetter. It's not great. They sh- trendsetting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> globe trotting. Both. Yeah. Globe trotting. <laughs> they're they're great at basketball. We're globe trotters. <laughs> Did you not know? <laughs> oh. Jet setters, too? They had plane. Uh, no one else did, but they did. Uh, <laughs> Woof. I think uh, that's probably a good spot to end this segment because my mind is melting. I don't have my notes, and I'm a pile of mush. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to take a small break, and when we come back, we're going to be hitting on just two more songs. Uh, we wish we could do more, but we just got two more. 
one of them is from uh, one of them's from Cinderella, and the other one is from which one did I decide to do? I don't have my notes. Ah, the King and I. So oh, we will be back in just a brief moment. All right, everybody. So once again, even though we don't have a break, we still want to play our games. So you got to hang out with us and play our games or else we're going to come to your house and I don't know, probably do nothing. Maybe just knock on your door. Threatening. Um, so today we're going to be playing around a trivia. Now Barnaby has uh, whipped up a little bit of Rogers and Hammerstein trivia to test me, to see if I truly deserve to be someone who holds a Bachelor of Arts in Music. Are you ready? Sure. The corn is as high as an elephant's eye. Your options are The Sound of Music, South Pacific, Oklahoma, The King and I. That is a lyric from Oklahoma. The song is Oh What a Beautiful Morning. Correct. He has a thousand dreams that won't come true. You know that he believes in them, and that's enough for you. The King and I, Carousel, South Pacific, or Oklahoma? I want to say that that is South Pacific. The no, King it's the King and I. I. Oh my gosh. You're wrong. Next. Ugh. Show him what the door is for. Rub him out of the roll call and drum him out of your dreams. That is South Pacific. 100%. So it is. Won't you let mm-hmm. me read off the, the sorry. options this time? Sorry, I'm sorry. Now you can't see. I want to look. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Cinderella, The King and I, Oklahoma, The Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Correct. Yep. From my favorite things. My boy Bill, I will see that oh. he's named after me. I will. South Pacific, Carousel, The King and I, The Sound of Music. Ah, uh, that would be Carousel. That is Carousel. Yeah, remember correct. the abusive jerk who's like, mm, my kid. Yep, doesn't no, ring a we, bell. We talked about it. It's nope. fine. My head started reeling. You gave me the feeling. The room had no ceiling or floor. Oh, Lord. Oklahoma, South Pacific, the King and I, Cinderella. Oh, I don't know. I actually don't know this one, so I'm going to guess Cinderella. Correct. Yes. I don't know Cinderella very well, I'll be honest. What Sorry. you gonna do when a fella gets flirty and starts to talk purdy? What you gonna do? Mm. South Pacific, Oklahoma, Carousel, The Sound of Music. Oh, that's Oklahoma, because they said purdy. Oh, you sure right. How many of these are there? I don't know, ten. Keep going. It's terrible. Whatever. <laughs> Just joking. I'm glad to go. I cannot tell a lie. I flit. I float. I fleety flee. I fly. Who writes this Don't. stuff? Shut the hell up. <laughs> the sound of music. The king and I. Carousel. Cinderella. Okay. I don't actually know this one, so I'm just gonna guess Cinderella again because apparently I don't know that show very well. The sound of music. Wait, what? Really? I fleety fleet. There are times what? I almost think I am not sure of what ah, I absolutely know. That's the king and I. It sure is. I'm a thief in Calcutta. I'm a queen in Peru. The king and I, South Pacific, Oklahoma, Cinderella. Uh, I have no idea. Um, South Pacific? Cinderella. And Cinderella, that is no all. Idea. I did terrible. Did you it got, tell me my percentage? You got like 7 out of 10. 
That's terrible. I'm ashamed. I'm gonna go cry. I'll see you later. Alright, that is our show for today. Thanks for tuning in to part two of this um, trilogy. It's a trilogy. Uh, Flip It and Reverse It, the Rodgers and Hammerstein trilogy. Um, we are always on the internets, the Instagrams. You can find us at Flip It and Reverse It Podcast. You can also find me, Jasmine, at The Real Jasmine Sherman. And you know what? If you want, you can even find Barnaby. Barnaby! You can find me on Instagram at the Ask Why Not page. That is ask underscore why underscore not the Ask Why Not page. Don't ask why, ask why not. Isn't that obvious? I'll ask Z. No. No? No. Zebra. Z is for zipper. Zipper. That's a word. Um, so yeah, <laughs> anyways. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Make sure you go follow us, like us, subscribe to us, give us ratings, give us some reviews, give us five star reviews. You know what? I've heard that some people give five um, flower reviews. I don't want five flower reviews. I want five star reviews. Um, and if you give us four star review, what's going to happen, Barnaby? She's grasping pretty hard over there. Don't worry. I will try to save this segment. Please save me. <laughs> the I got these straws. I don't know what to do with them. Z is my final thought of the day. Z- what? Z is for Zenith. And Z- What? And the Zenith is the absolute place where we are right now, which is Jasmine and I are absolutely in love with this podcast. We love talking about our favorite topics all the time. We are so incredibly thankful that we are now coming up on 2,800 downloads. Like when we started this a year ago, we started this basically exactly a year ago, you guys. We released our first episode in the end of February of 2019. We don't have like an official one year anniversary episode, but it's been really special for us. Thank you so much for constantly talking to us on Instagram, giving us feedback, giving us five-star reviews, subscribing, coming back for our episodes, even though they're not always coming out in a regularly scheduled way. But we love you anyway. Thank you so much. This is The Zenith. Damn. My final thought of the day. Ditto. (laughs) Real cop-out. Boring. (laughs) But anyways, thank you so much, guys. We will see you in part three, so make sure you stay tuned. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.